Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. He was actually in the studio. He was working in Daddy's house from Puffy Studio. I was actually a fan of music before I Thank knew you. him. And I was actually with another artist at the time that was in the, um, working in the studio. And then I heard that he was in there. And I was like, oh my God, like really? And then there was actually a few of the lyrics in the song, this is so corny, there's a few of the lyrics <laughs> in the song that was just like, oh, it's so cute, like he's speaking to me. And then, you know, so when I heard he was in the studio, I was like, oh God, I can get to meet him. So anyway, so somebody introduced me and then when I met him, he was like working and he was like writing or something, but he was super serious. And like, it was made me like a two minute conversation. And what stuck out to me was he said to me, I love your nail polish color. And I was like, that was so weird, but like mm -hmm. significant at the same time, you know? I remember I had like a neon color and something. So I was like, oh, and that was that. So that's when I remember. Well, it went from friends to something else because our chemistry here was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, after that first time we spoke on the phone a lot, we would speak for hours. We've seen each other a couple of times after, like in a party. Right, one day, 125th Street, then in a party. So, and then Soul Train was our joint, though. We used to literally sit on the phone and talk for maybe four or five, or maybe even six hours. Hours. And that was very interesting and new for me. So, I now look back and see that as pretty much trying to get to understand personality and character more. You know what I mean? As opposed to just, I guess, starting relations right away, like I was used to. I just felt like from the phone calls, like I think we just had a connection. Then I would also go to see her in Brooklyn. And I would be sitting on a stoop, couldn't go in the house because her, her father was strict and had, um, had rules. And, you know, um, so I would just go chill pretty much. Yeah, but he was also on. tired of that. Yeah, because it was a, like a sixty dollar cab ride from there, and he was just like, "This is ridiculous." And he was like, "You're grown." At that time, I had my daughter; she was like a little baby. He was like, "You need to be gone. Like, what are you doing here?" You know. So, um, I went to visit him a lot, and I spent a lot of time with him, and then we just became inseparable, just naturally. So, really, nothing really just happened other than just making the effort to be together. I felt like he was the one from when I first met him. I mean, I wanted to get married right away. I wanted to do everything. And he was like, no, that's not happening. I wasn't with the right away thing. Yeah, I felt like that right away. I felt very strong about her right away, too. I knew it because she had a child. That was one thing I was totally against. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be with someone who already has a child. Child in their home. And I was like, you know, those two things didn't really, in my idea, what I had, you know, I had my career. I knew where I was going. I knew where I was headed. But I just been living had, by himself since like 15, yeah, 16. You know, I, so I, it's I, I like, um, I always was at a friend's house who had his own place, and then I was out on my own probably around 17, 18. So I was kind of used to moving around, like you know what I mean. So it was, um, I just fell in love with her though. She was so sweet and she was cool, and I, she was somebody I really. She held my interest a lot. She showed me things I've never seen. She brought me to places I had no idea about. I never knew about fusion restaurants. 
So I remember she brought me to a restaurant one time. And it was what was it? Spanish and Chinese, right? Yeah, it was a Cuban Chinese restaurant. It was a Cuban Chinese. I, I was like, what I is was this? Like, what? Like, and what really for me, what really solidified it because I was in the in the rap game, but I wasn't doing great. Like I had an apartment, I had bills, I wasn't making tremendous bucks, you know. She had a good job. She was always working, always hustling, doing things. And I remember she would just buy me colognes and and shirts and things like that. Then I remember I had a dilemma and she was like asking me what was the dilemma. I believe I needed rent that month or some cash to thing. And she offered me. And to me, I was just, I wasn't used to that from my world. Like it was always, what can I get from you? I was just used to people, you know, especially females trying to take. Before I've had girlfriends, but never nothing serious. Like, a, you know, maybe a high school thing. So my mom was always, I know where I'm going, I know where I'm gonna get. And you know what I mean? But she was someone who, I felt like, wow, this person really has my back no matter what was going on. And plus, it was just fun. Like, I would have fun while we would kick it. Like, we would be on the phone, we would be watching Soldier, and we'd be talking about certain things. We'd be talking about life. And it would just became, it'd be hours you falling asleep on the phone. And then I'm not that type. Like, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't my, my forte. So for me, it was just like, wow. Like, it was surprising to even to be able to feel like that. Like, you know what I mean? So. I left my dad at least within a year of dating him because yeah. he was just like, okay, this is not the way to be. First of all, you're a single mother. You need to be on your own, not in your dad's house. And then we can't really go anywhere with this type of, you know, setup. So um, within a year, I want to say I moved to Harlem and he didn't live with me, but I lived there and I lived there with my daughter and a roommate, but he would definitely frequent a lot. So, yeah. That was more so out of, we were both young and growing, you know, that's like, Come on, you got a kid now, you still at home, you're sitting on the stoop. You know what I mean? Trying to move on in life. I always considered, I think what makes us who we are was that organic chemistry and friendship. You know what I mean? So that was more out of what are we doing here? What are you doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are you doing? That's like, you know, you got a daughter, and you, you know, that ain't cool. So it was more so out of that, you know, responsibility. Like she says, we're total opposite, but I feel like we're one. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're two different sides of one person. You know, I think sometimes that's a plus in a relationship and sometimes that's a minus, you know what I mean? So I don't laugh around anyone like her or Phil is, you know, naturally myself. I don't think anyone understands me without me speaking like her, you know what I mean? I don't really have to say much and she pretty much will get it or know what's going on. Uh, I feel vice versa with her. I feel like whatever she's weak, I'm strong. We're so much opposites, but the things I look to him for, I'm glad we are because I can't provide those things, you know what I mean? So the things that he gives me, I'm so uh, content with and grateful for, you know, because it's the real balance that I need, you know? And it took me some time to understand that in the beginning because it was kind of a lot of friction. But when you really understand what your messages are and you pay attention to the signs and you pay attention to a lot of things and you start to understand and not take Very as many much. things personal, you know, and then you can learn from them. So as far as him, I always knew I wanted to be with him probably forever because he's very secure in terms of family and knows like he wants to make sure his family is secure and he takes care of his family. And that stability is very much, you know, appreciated and, um, it's seen. He's been like that. Like he's been like that with his mom and his sister and his brother. And he's just been like that with us. So, and he's very responsible. Whereas I can be very irresponsible. You're cool. No, but you're cool. 
You are. I can be very irresponsible <laughs> sometimes, so I look to him for that. So I kind of really need him for a lot of things that I didn't know he was so valuable for. No, I'm just kidding. I think we just really compliment each other. Yeah. And to be honest, she keeps the marriage strong. I am not a great husband. I'm a cool man. I'm a great friend. I'm not a great husband. I'm working on it. She brings the romance, the fun, the mysticism, the magic to a relationship. I'm more like, this bill's due. You say you want to get there, we're going to get there. I think you have to grow into being a great husband. I mean, I'm sure certain people are great in all aspects off rip. I'm a workaholic. I'm a workhorse. Like, I like getting the job done, you know? So I have a beautiful wife. She's caring. She's loving. She likes to cuddle. She likes to snuggle. I like those things too, but sometimes it may be out of my vision. So with that being said, that takes you out the great package. Because it's sometimes, you know, you got to be like, okay, let me bring it in. Because I'm just worried about, all right, if we want to do a vacation, I want to do the vacation great, grand, and all of that. She don't care about a vacation, really. She just may just want a letter or, you know, some small gestures. And I think that takes a long time working on it. I think to be great, you have to be a great listener, too. I'm a good listener. I'm not a great listener yet. We have a lot of years in Like, this is a lot. So it's a lot. I love you. I'm fine, but it's a lot, though. It's a lot. It is. So you get to points in times where you have to dig deep. Just... For yourself, you know what I'm saying? So every time I don't feel like doing certain things, and it's not because of her, that's because just who I am, just me alone, if I would not choose to do my Tuesdays certain ways. <laughs> but with her in my life, I have to go, okay, let me think about this, let me think about that, let me think about that. See, if I was a lot more romantic, I'm pretty sure we'd be having much more fun than we already have, and we have a lot of fun. I kind of put the job of romance on her sometimes and I'm sorry for that and I appreciate it and I know you okay. do a lot of work but right. I do agree with what he says partially because I think he's basing that off of the way I do things and the way I carry the marriage and what I do and so he's holding his standard to my standard sometimes which is okay but he doesn't have to do that you know what I mean which is nice and he's just probably now saying he doesn't have to do that because for in sure. the beginning it was like no you have to do this this way but now we're coming to a point of understanding that we have two different approaches to situations. And with that, it's like, he may not do the same things that I do, but we have the same outlook and the same meaning and the same end all, you know what I mean? So he definitely isn't romantic as I would like, but you know, just the fact that I can actually talk about what I want more and have that platform and he's willing to listen and willing to do more, I appreciate that. So it's not perfect, obviously, but you know, just having that allowance to just speak and be open and willing to change and do more. I'm appreciative of that. Hey fam, it's me, Cody Lane Oliver, co-creator of Black Love and proud Howard grad. I'm just popping in to say thank you so much for listening and to share a little something that our friends at Target are doing to help uplift the next generation of Black talent. Target is teaming up with HBCUs to create Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Plus, winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. Make sure you check back during Black History Month to see all of the winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more about Target's commitment to HBCUs. When you first got married, you were 10 years together already. Did it feel different? I want to say when we first got married, initially, no. 
I want to say the last maybe three, four, five years, we've actually come to see what marriage is like than in the beginning because it wasn't much of a difference. I felt like we felt like we were married, but yeah. didn't go through the act. Like, I think that's one thing we both shared a lot of views and principles on. Like, marriage is a beautiful thing. I hope a lot of people go and get married, but I think we stand for what the show title stands for more than actually marriage, black love. Because if when you think about it, like slavery days and before then, we don't know how they got married or how they had to go about it, but they formed a union. I think the most important part is the union part. So I've always felt we were a union because we've been through hell and back and thick and thin. And we've been through ups and downs together and we're gonna stick together. So that's pretty much, we were married before we were married. It was pretty much the act of marriage. And like she said, during the years, I think it comes to understanding what it's like, okay, this is what oh, marriage is. this, and this is, is what marriage is. Because I think in the beginning of the marriage, we were so, you know, enthusiastic about each other and love. And once you're there for a certain amount of years and it becomes on, all right, like marriage ain't easy. It ain't no walking apart because this is like, this is another person. Like she's a beautiful woman. I'm a cool enough, good looking enough guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She could walk away in life and find someone else. I could walk away in life and find someone else. We don't have enough things, I think, that's irritable about each other and enough cons to say, this is not worth doing. And for me, if she was to leave me or if we was to ever do whatever, I would never get married. I mean, never. This is my one and only forever. And for even if we make it past this lifetime and go to another thing, if it ain't her, I don't want nothing to do with marriage. It's her or nothing for me. You know what I mean? So I think you have to kind of look at what you want to go through with the person. You know what I mean? I mean, there's definitely times I've been mad that day, like ready to give up during an hour or two, but I've never been like, all right, it's a wrap. Maybe during an argument we say it, but I don't even think we ever done that. I think we always find a way to laugh or talk about it or... Well, I think we always you know. realize also with us, if we ever have like a really heated situation, it's never really what it is. You know what I mean? Like if we ever get to that point with each other, it's more so something else than actually each other because we really mm. do care about each other that much. So it's something else that's bothering us, that's distracting us from our regular, you know, thing that we're doing. But we always get back to our regular way of life and the way we do things. So I know it's either bills or Time. some timing or some sort of situation that happens, PMS, I don't know. So bills like, and PMS is a bowlful for the marriage. If you can get through bills and PMS <laughs> and find a way to structure, you can find the way. All right. Because bills is men's PMS when there's a lot of bills. So if she's PMS and I got a whole bunch of things to pay, it's like... Well, I have herbal supplements now, so it's not that bad. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that, you know, we always find a way to get back to our love and what we know. So it's like it never really blows over. I mean, I'm definitely frustrated at the monotony of clicking up after him and certain things like that. But at this point, after certain years go by, you know that's what it is. It's either you're going to accept that or you're not. So you can't keep arguing over that stuff. So... Exactly how many years? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> How many years? Let me see. I really don't know because it's still going on, but we have to coexist. So in order to coexist, your space and my space and our peace and your peace and our peace together, we have to do things with balance. So with that being said, you have to understand my frustration. So I think when he took the time to understand my frustrations more and understood why I was saying certain things. And then I also, um, he's good with not actually listening to me. Like he's good with podcasts and he's good with videos and movies 
and that kind of thing. I think I talk so much sometimes that it's just like, want, want, like he's just over it. My kids do that, so it's okay. When I bring in other materials and stuff, he's coherent to it and he takes it. He'll actually acknowledge and say, oh, okay, I understand. Or I'll see or see somebody else who's going through what he's going through. And then he'll be like, okay. I just want to speak on behalf of all men. Yes. One good time. Okay. See, it's not that we don't want to clean. It's not that we're not interested in cleaning. It's not that the cleaning is not on our mind. It is. It's just way low on the list. <laughs> if y'all wasn't around, most likely, we wouldn't even get to that to some other time the way it was convenient for us. You know what I mean? You think about bills. You think about work. Then when you get home, you think about resting. I would never clean if it wasn't for her. I mean, never. Like, we have a cleaning lady, but this is something about women that y'all gotta understand about men. We don't see it. Well, you don't see it because you know you have somebody else to see it. That's number one. And number two I'm is, go with that when one. I first met him, go with that one. his place was you were trying, you're trying to get the woman when you first do it, and you live alone at that time. I didn't want you to come in and be like, yo, he's a Viking and all that. So, so that's the trap, entrapment, basically. No, and then that's that. what it it's is. Like when, because now I'm so thinking you're actually this way when you're not, you know? So then it's like a real but shock. You become when, a new you when you become a family man. <laughs> the bachelor's priorities and the family man's this is priorities true. are I will totally give you that. different. But as a man, I honestly just don't give a shit about cleaning. Only because she wants to clean, am I going to clean? But as a man, what's really on my mind is other things and things of that nature. But as I'm growing older, before it's like, I don't know why she's even telling me about this shit. I just don't even care. It doesn't matter to me anything, but I understand that it's important to her now. And it's her eye. Not that I'm even good with it now or even on point, but I do have to understand that I, I think what makes it now cool for me is I can say to her, I don't give a shit about cleaning because I got these bills. But if you tell me about it, I'm with it. But if you think I'm gonna walk in and notice Dispel by the counter well, thing that wasn't you know what I mean? there all the phases early. I'm not going to notice. The you know what I mean? So it depends on the phase that you're in in marriage and where the growth stage that you're in, where which changed and things are changing and they're um, working because you can literally be complaining about the same thing for about 10 years. And then it's like, Oh snap. Like you can actually stop after 10 years. And it's like, it really has stopped one day. Wow. And it's shocking, you know, but it's, it's hopeful and it gives you optimism because it's like, there can be some other things that can stop too. So when that happens, it's like, you know, um, I don't know what that feeling's really like. I'm still kind of just, you know, I, I, cause it's still just still happening for me, but it, it happens. Just know it happens and you can get some things to stop, you know? So. Hey, Black Love fam. This is Cody Elaine Oliver, co-creator of Black Love. And I want to take a beat to let you know that this episode of Black Love, The Interviews is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. And I mean all communities because at Howard, we used to have a McDonald's on campus. I mean, it's still there, but I say used to because I ain't been there in a while. We used to call it Club McDonald's because that was the spot at all hours of the day to hang out, have a good time, and for sure get something to eat. So it was the place to study. It was the place after the club, but we still called it Club McDonald's because it was packed, uh, very reliable, and I absolutely love McDonald's for that. So know that when you're going to McDonald's, you're not just getting a good bite, but you are finding time to spend a little one-on-one -on -one or 40 on 40 with your homies <laughs> at Club McDonald's on Howard's campus and wherever you live. So remember, I'm loving it. You should too. 
One of the reasons why when I first met him, I was so attracted to him is because he was really a stand-up guy. And I mean, he does not even like strip clubs. You know what I mean? Like I like strip clubs and he doesn't, you know what I mean? He's always had me in the highest regards and showed me the utmost respect, take me a lot of places and done a lot of things, you know? So to me, it was just like he could do no wrong, you know? So naturally, due to the career and the business and the industry that he's in, we did run into a situation where he cheated. This was maybe seven, eight years ago. It was a very brief, shocking thing, but it was almost like, oh, he's human. Like he showed me his vulnerability. Like as upset as I was for myself and our marriage, I felt more sad for him because I felt like it was something that maybe he was going through something at the time that had happened because he'd worked so hard to be this guy all this time, you know? So I kind of felt bad for whatever he was going through. That's weird to say, but I did. So yeah, and that was actually the one situation. Never happened again. And if it does, I'm leaving. I can't really say that though. That's the thing. Like, I would like to say that because that's my initial feeling. You know what I mean? But I felt that way when that happened. I thought, you know, if that ever happened, I would leave. And I didn't, especially during marriage, you know, because he's had 10 years before marriage to possibly do any BS. But, you know, we worked through it and it actually made us stronger, believe it or not. This is why I say communication is big. I think it did make our marriage stronger as far as communicating and understanding more. In my mind, I said, I'm done. Just from arguing here and there, I just didn't want to argue no more. And just, it's like we were saying mean things, then we'd be cool. And it was like, you know what I mean? And then it was a very stressful time period in life. Just other things in life were happening. So I was kind of like in a real dark place where like, if this ends, it's good. And then it's like, I was also like, I don't think I could hold up my end of the bargain on making her happy. You know what I'm saying? And I would start to just feel like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm not really sure if I have what it takes or the patience. It's like a certain amount of patience you have to have in marriage. But beforehand, I was like, if she finds out, it's just going to be over. I don't care, whatever. But I was so hurt on how much I had hurt her. It just kind of like ruined myself. And I just felt really horrible. And what was funny is not even so much out of a marriage thing. It was more so of a friend. Like I just really shitting on my friend or really hurt my friend bad. Like, so it was kind of just horrible, you know? And then it made me look at myself more so because it really didn't have anything to do with her. You have an idea you want to be a family man and you don't want to be like everybody else. So it's kind of like, as a human being, sometimes you can get in a dark place. And it sometimes it becomes hard to fight your way through the light, but I think you have to have the person worth fighting for. Like I understood him so well that at this point I was so confused that I was just like, there's gotta be something going on. So I was more interested with that because it's so weird because after that I went on this whole big thing to try to really understand how men work and how they are wired. And you know, I did all this stuff and it really gives you a lot of insight on how they maneuver and why they do what they do, you know, but you have to take that time to really do that research. And when I did that, I was like, oh, okay. With women, we're so all over the place that you can find a lot of women that are similar, but we just have so much stuff going on with us that it's just really hard. But with men, you can find more of a pattern to me, in my eyes, you know, a familiarity with certain things because they're just easier in that way. So I was able to see some of that stuff and then take it and apply it and listen and learn. But I also knew his personality and I also know how he was raised and, you know, and understanding, which is why I didn't just do the obvious what would be to just leave. I just wanted to understand what had happened first, you know, so that I could say, oh, okay. 
Because I always believe when a man cheats for the most part, I never blame the woman because it's clearly not their fault. But I do feel there's either something they're overlooking or something, maybe a very small role, very insignificant, but it's still something you know, that contributes to it. I don't know. I can tell you. Okay. Marriage, the beginning of a relationship starts with a, a lot of sex. And we had a relationship full of sex for a long time. I think when you get in a certain spot and the sex declines and the argument increases, it's a hard time going, I want to be loved more. Like, <laughs> you begin to feel lost. And I started, I don't know if she's looking at me the way she used to look at me. I don't know if she holds me in that light that she used to hold me in. Like, you know what I mean? I just didn't say anything and just went all the way wrong and then all the way in a dark place and but I also believe sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to find a new you and to rise back up to create something better than what you already had you know what I mean it took me to realize well really didn't have anything to do with her. it was really kind of more so me and the things he's saying like even now like, if we have a rough spot it's just like uh, here's how I feel here's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this this is how I feel if I don't feel like I can say it let me shoot it in the text you also have to pay attention to your partner for example we're both healthy and we're both fit we exercise we like to be that way you know but if we like certain things and we're attracted to certain things and we may not be getting honored with that at home you know no seriously when you're in 22 when you're at 32 you're different when you're at 32 when you're at 42 you're different you're in a different phase you're in a different stage your mind is different everything's different you know so you may have different wants and needs you may change and you may want different things now it's nice if you have a partner that grows with you and you can get that ebb and flow and change with them and you can grow and you do this things together we actually do that some people don't have that and I think some people grow in different directions or they get tired and they don't know how to communicate and they don't go about communication the right way in terms of saying what they really want and how they really feel and what they really, really want. Because I think when you're really honest with your partner and tell them what you really, really want, they have no choice but to either accept it or not. You know what I mean? But at least you were honest with them and there's no like deception behind it because that's the part that really leaves the bitter taste is the deception, you know, because it doesn't have to always be. That's like a coward way to me because you could just say how you feel. But again, if you really care about the person you don't necessarily want to not have them around, then I guess you do that, you know? But you have to listen to your partner because they want things, especially if they're hearing things from their friends or... Sex. You get a lot of sex in marriage, ladies, a lot. That's all I would say for guys out there. I'm trying to hold it down, fellas. The time that he cheated, I actually was going through a little health thing. So this is part of the reason why we were actually having sex. And then that was another reason for me. It was just like, really? I'm not really feeling well right now. This is what you... But And then, you know, with the arguments, it was just really a lot of hurtful and hateful things were being said. So again, I think there was a lot of animosity being built up and we weren't having any. So I didn't really care. And it's not like I was going to give him any at that time anyway. So yeah. I try to tell him, if you provide more romance, you get more sex. It's very simple. To us, it's like, you know, sometimes <laughs> we need to be wooed. Sometimes we need a little bit more before it's just, I want something, you know? We could provide, I, but it's I like, all right. It. Like, but I could use a little bit more romance, but I, like I tell you, he's getting it, because that leads to that, so. But you see, he's got to understand that. But you, you got it, so. I you got it, you got it. 
Hey fam, it's me, Cody Lane Oliver, co-creator of Black Love and proud Howard grad. I'm just popping in to say thank you so much for listening and to share a little something that our friends at Target are doing to help uplift the next generation of Black talent. Target is teaming up with HBCUs to create Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Plus, winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. Make sure you check back during Black History Month to see all of the winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more about Target's commitment to HBCUs. I would say we're always growing because we're so much opposites, but with the same views that causes us to grow a lot because we're forced to speak like she's more talkative, I'm more quiet. That alone makes us well, I would say constantly growing. I would say the real growth part was when our daughter passed. It's still challenging. She passed in June of 2015, and that has been a total game changer on our marriage because I've always seen in movies and heard from people the loss of a child can really be a testament to the marriage, and most couples don't always make it. And I've seen, I'd be like, well, why? I would think it would bring them closer. And, and I could actually see that now on both sides. It's really yeah. hard, especially when you're the mother and you actually gave birth to the child and just takes nothing from the father, especially if he's not even the biological, but that's all she's known anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But it's just the fact of just always thinking, you don't understand what I'm feeling and vice versa. You know what I mean? So, but that's been the most forcibly growth. Like we've literally been forced to grow from that experience. Um, believe it or not, my mom has actually been instrumental with that, just with coaching and talking because automatically I just expect you to understand and just to know. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. He actually has his own feelings. And I mean, everyone in the family for that matter has their own feelings or whatever, but you know, he actually has his own way of handling it. So I have to be receptive to it and understand it may not be like my way. I may not necessarily like it and whatever, but it's still his way. So I know we're still working on that, but I mean, we're really good now because I think we're willing to understand the peaks and valleys now and take the time to really yeah. understand. And you pay attention more to see that helps when they are. I think that helps a lot to know it's going to be ups and downs and, and take them and shroud. Like before, say we have an argument. Sometimes we go argue and I'm really pissed. Like she can get me super livid. Cause I, nobody else can really piss me off. You know, I really won't give her crap. And then there's times where I feel like that and then give it a second and be like, we'll study stuff together. Really, I'm following her lead. Or we'll do something and it's like, okay. We just having a, a little riff one day. And she said, I'm not responsible for your feelings and you're not responsible for my feelings. So I can't say she's making me mad. She could be doing something and I'm allowing myself to get mad at what she's doing. And I think that shit don't work all the time though, but it's a good tool. But it's kind of just understanding that you're different. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and when you love each other to a point where you're willing to put up with that, you know what I'm saying? I don't think we've met the thing that's been like, all right, screw this forever, whatever. I ain't doing this no more. It's always the thing to say, all right, we keep building. Gonna keep going through. We're gonna keep doing this, and um, we definitely have our disagreements. We're definitely opposite. Try to be more responsible for your own and, um, feelings and your own emotions instead of actually projecting them on someone else, because that's what you do in a relationship a lot. You might have not got there yet, but you do that a lot. And you know, when you understand really the problems or the issues in your relationship, then you know. 
But that just takes time. After you've been together for just a long knows. time, then you really you start to pay attention to certain things. And you say, okay, so this happens because of this. And I don't want this to happen. You know what I mean? So you try to do preventative things. So right now, like after she's passed, like we're doing a lot of preventative things in terms of like, we're going to lessen up on this or be more attentive in this area because we know the stress is right there at all times, you know? And then you also have to understand, like, you still want to be with this person, too. Because if you keep that in mind, all right, focus on myself, but I'm still in this relationship, then that's what the focus is, you know? Because if not, then you might as well just leave. It makes no sense. Otherwise, you'll just have that mindset and you'll be arguing and they or we cry too. We cry, we break down, we laugh. Everything's balanced. Like, a relationship is not always all good. And I think that's the part where, that's what makes it special to go, this person got on my fucking nerves to the thing, but I can't let him go. Because you don't really find that a lot in life. But so when you that's, find that person. That's important, you know? When you find that person, it's almost like what you go through in life. It's bearable. It's bearable. You know what Definitely. I mean? Because it's like, I can't imagine some of the stuff I've gone through without having a partner, just being alone and having to not have any real immediate support system. Like we've literally been each other's support system for so many things that it's just like, that's just what it is, you know? So out of all the things we've experienced, it's made us so much stronger and closer and we understand each other and we really know each other inside and out, you know? But again, when you have that person and you go through certain things and you see how they're weathered, and you know what I mean? Then it's like, oh, okay. Like, we can continue to go through a little bit more. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe not as bad, but, you know, but you it's like, wow. Down. You know what I mean? So. Get to the finish yeah. line. Yeah. Get to the light. Yeah. I mean, you got to pray. We ain't religious. We're spiritual people. We pray a lot. We bounce off each other a lot. We keep each other strong. We meditate. We meditate. We watch things. And then we try to remember we lost our daughter to suicide, yes. There's a world full of people right now who don't know where their children are. Their children just been taken. They have no idea. Are they alive? Are they dead? Were they mishandled? They don't know. Every day someone passes. Like, we're going to pass. Everybody we know is going to pass. So she's trying to enjoy her life. I'm trying to enjoy my life. We're trying to enjoy our lives together. Who we were before, like what we lived to do. Part of those people died when our daughter physically left. She's not dead. She's just physically not here with us. So... That's when you have to shed part of yourself too and become something new. So that's what we're doing now. We're shedding and we're becoming something new. Like we're transitioning, but it's through each other. We keep each other strong. We know that energy. We know we share the same energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of keeps yeah, us. Yeah, but it's the bond that we have that um, it just makes it okay, like to just deal with so much stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like just easier, you know? From where he comes from and his friends, like, it's so thick. It's so hard to <laughs> penetrate, you know? And I'm so thankful because I've literally seen the product. You know what I mean? And even with him, though, I've learned so much from him. Yeah. Like, he's We've taught grown. me We've grown. so We've much. Grown. We've grown. Like, we grow so each much. other. You know? You know? That's very important. We laugh. We cry. We have a ball. We argue. Our arguments will probably be hilarious to some people. Like, some people would be like, oh, that out of their damn minds. But... I have to let her be, and she has to let me be for us Very to be important in one. Relationship our period. own work, you know? And then sometimes, that doesn't always work, though, so that's why it's important to say, okay, some days I go, you know, I'm going to the studio. She talk that shit all she wants. I'm out of here. If I come back in with a shitty attitude, though, it's going to remain shitty, but if I let it go and come back in with a good attitude, I know we could revamp, reboot, readdress, right. and laugh at have fun, right. you know, you have to be who you are. The road gets rocky sometimes, but the sky's always blue and beautiful. So we try to appreciate that.